Buck Benny, a two-fisted, quick-triggered marksman who shoots from the hip and never misses. Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. Welcome to another episode of the Jack Benny Show and the Phil Harris Show from 1952. Uh, after we play those episodes, of course, we jump backwards to grab the Jack Benny Show from 1942. Now, the weeks on these episodes are going to be a little off because I decided to air... Um, next week's episodes last week for the simple reason that they tied in more to Thanksgiving than these episodes. Though these episodes will mention Thanksgiving as well, but last week's were more that. So, um, this is last week's shows today. What <laughs> a deal. Anyway, um, our first two episodes, it's kind of neat, tie together. They're both about the USC-UCLA game that took place in 1952 in November. And so we'll get a chance to hear Jack deal with that situation, uh, the whole, that big game, football game that was going to be on. And then we get, immediately following that, we get the Phil Harris show focusing on the football game as well. I think you'll enjoy both of them. I love it when they do tie together to become almost, um, what, two parts to a story. Uh, That didn't happen very often after they separated and, and Phil stayed on NBC uh, at the end of 1949, and uh, Jack went to CBS, so they were on two different stations. They were still played uh, back-to-back time-wise, um, but you'd have to flip the channel. You guys don't have to flip the channel, because I just play them back-to-back. Now, uh, after the Phil Harris show about football tickets, we're going to have uh, the Jack Benny show again from 1942, uh, that's November 22nd, 1942, and it's about George Washington Slept Here's premiere. And George Washington Slept Here, of course, is one of Jack's better movies. And I, it will say on there, because it's an old intro I did, that we're going to connect, if you come to buckbenny.com, we're going to connect to uh, the YouTube video of uh, that whole movie. Well, since then, it's been taken down from YouTube. It goes up and it goes down, and you never know when it's there and not there. But I have a copy of it from our archive that I'm going to go ahead and share. So if you come to buckbenny.com, you will get a chance to uh, watch that film, if you like. And um, then uh, while you're there, if you would like to get access, you go, huh, that's pretty cool that that's in the Jack Benny archive. Well, the Jack Benny Video Archive contains a lot of Jack's films and also contains a lot of his television shows and a lot of his guest appearances and a lot of his specials. Uh, To get access to that, um, you just have to join our podcast at the, what is it, the $5 level, I guess. If you pay $5 a month, then uh, then you get access to that. Um, or that works out to be 60 roughly $60 a year. At the $6 level, you get access to my complete video archives of everything I have and the complete audio archives, everything. I've lost a few of my uh, supporters that were at the $6 level, so I could really use some more people willing to donate at that level and have access to everything I've got, all my podcasts and everything. We're going to keep going with our fundraiser. I thought I'd take a break during Thanksgiving week, but now we'll, we'll keep going with the fundraiser for probably another two weeks. 
uh, where I'm pushing to get more funds because having the two podcasts costs more money now. It looks like they're probably going to be fine. Um, I still, though, to pay the bills, could still use a few more people donating it, which would be fantastic. Anyway, uh, without further ado, uh, let's go ahead and get us into the shows for this week. I hope you enjoy all three of them. The Jack Benny Program, transcribed and presented by Lucky Strike. Lucky's taste better. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Lucky, 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 lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Better get a carton, better get a carton, better get a carton today! Hello, friends, this is Don Wilson. You know, millions of smokers in every walk of life are cheering Lucky's better taste. And among all those Lucky fans are a good many college students. Matter of fact, a nationwide survey based on actual student interviews in 80 leading colleges reveals that more smokers in these colleges prefer Lucky's than any other cigarette, and by a wide margin. In addition, the survey shows that Lucky Strike gained far more smokers in these colleges than the nation's two other principal brands combined. That's quite a record. But this is even more significant. The number one reason the students gave for smoking Lucky's was Lucky's better taste. That's the same cleaner, fresher, smoother taste that's waiting for you in every Lucky you smoke. Nothing, no nothing, beats better taste. So for your own real deep-down smoking enjoyment, make your next carton Lucky Strike. And believe me, you'll cheer Lucky's too. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Clean, fresh, smooth. Better get a carton. Better get a carton. Better get a carton today. The Lucky Strike program, starring Jack Benny, with Mary Livingston, Rochester, Dennis Day, Bob Crosby, and yours truly, Don Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, yesterday one of the biggest football games in the country was played here at the Los Angeles Coliseum. Because of that fact, I had hoped to bring you the USC quarterback or the UCLA quarterback. Don. Unfortunately, I was unable to get either of them. Don. So tonight, instead, I bring you a man who is an expert on getting a quarterback, and here he is, Jack Benny. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hello again, this is Jack Benny talking, and Don, I tried to interrupt you because not only did I know that you were going to tell a corny joke, <laughs> but I didn't even think it was funny. Oh, gosh, Jack, I thought it was exceptionally funny. Oh, you did, huh? Yes, not only that, I thought it was very topical. I see. Well, speaking of things being topical, Don, about three weeks ago, the nation decided it was time for a change. I may make one around here, too. <laughs> Are you listening, Harry? Harry Truman? No, Von Zell. <laughs> so let's be a little more careful with our... Uh... Oh, hello, Bob. Hiya, Jack. Hello, Don. Hello, Bob. Say, were you fellas at the football game yesterday? No, I wanted to go, but it was impossible to get tickets. Yeah, it was a complete sellout. Oh, I know, but I was lucky. Sammy the drummer got me mine. Sammy the drummer? How did he get tickets? Oh, it's easy for him. He's a graduate of UCLA. <laughs> No. Mm -hmm. Sammy graduated from college? Yep, he's got his sheepskin and everything. 
I just won't believe you till I see the diploma. Well, go take a look. It's stretched across his drum. That's why he's got on his head there. <laughs> you mean the snare drum with the writing on it? That's it. Oh, is that a diploma? I thought it was his parole. <laughs> the governor's signature threw me there. Imagine Sammy being a college graduate, huh? Well, I'm just as surprised as you are, Jack, but Sammy told me that he studied medicine. He passed all his examinations, and he's a licensed physician and surgeon. Well, I'll be... And I'm getting a lot of surprises from these guys. I heard about a thing that happened last New Year's Eve that was unbelievable. What was it? Well, the musicians were having a big New Year's party when suddenly one of the boys got an attack of appendicitis. Uh-huh. Well, they couldn't get another surgeon, so... Well, Sammy rolled up his sleeves, went to work, and he took out Remley's appendix. <laughs> Gosh, that was wonderful. Oh, no, it wasn't. It was Bagby who had the appendicitis. <laughs> oh, well, then why did Sammy do a silly thing like that, operating on Remley? Well, that's a natural mistake. Bagby was standing up. Remley was lying down. <laughs> Holy smoke. But, Bob, how come Sammy had his surgical instruments with him at a party? Oh, he didn't. Then how could he operate? Well, he used a broken bourbon bottle. <laughs> no. Yeah, it cut and sterilized at the same time. <laughs> well, this is the most amazing conversation I've ever had. Imagine a doctor in the orchestra there. You know, Jack, we shouldn't be too surprised. You must have noticed every time Sammy signs his name, he puts MD after it. I know, but I always thought that stood for marinated drummer. <laughs> after all, just because a man has M.D. after his name... What's that? Well, that's Mary over there in the corner. Oh, yes. Hey, what's so funny, Mary? Oh, I was just reading this letter from my mother. Oh, another letter from your mother? Uh-huh. Huh? Well, what does the Mrs. Peepers of Plainfield have to say? <laughs> well, I'll read it to you. <laughs> <clears throat> My darling daughter, Mary. It always starts like that, doesn't it? <laughs> Just a short note to let you know we're all well and hope you are the same. Mm -hmm. Your father isn't home much these days as he's become more active in his lodge. Oh. In fact, last night he was there quite late playing poker. Hmm. I think he lost because when he came home to go to bed, he didn't have to take off his clothes. <laughs> Poor Papa, he always was a sucker for drawing to inside straight. He? <laughs> but anyway... Papa's been awfully sweet to me lately. Saturday, he bought me a lovely orchid, and when he took me to Aunt Mildred's silver wedding anniversary. Mary, your Aunt Mildred's been married 25 years? No, 25 times. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. No other news. Your loving mother, Bebop Livingston. <laughs> Bebop Livingston? Uh, P.S. Mary, do you remember that crazy, crazy turkey we had in our backyard? Well, yesterday, Papa gave it a downbeat with an axe, and now it's real gone. <laughs> I'll have Fletcher explain that to me. Huh? <laughs> Mary, your mother certainly keeps up with the time. Oh, Dennis, it's time for your... Where's Dennis? He isn't here. That's funny, he was here at rehearsal. I wonder where that silly kid is. Just when he's supposed to do his number. Well, Jack, if you'd like a song now, the Sportsman Quartet has one ready. They have? What's it about, Don? Well, Jack, the whole nation is talking about yesterday's football game, and they're doing a song in honor of both teams. Oh, well, that's swell. Okay, fellas, let's hear it. Hmm? 
gotta be a football hero to get along with the beautiful girls. In spite of all a million dollars can do, a tackle or two will mean more to you. The fact that you are rich or handsome won't get you anything in curves. You gotta be a football hero to get along with the beautiful girls. You gotta smoke that fine tobacco to really know why a lucky is best. You gotta light a lucky pen as you puff You know sure enough that no puff is rough A lucky strike is better tasting A lucky strike wins every test You gotta tear and then compare them To really know why a lucky is best Lucky strike means fine tobacco Lucky strike means fine tobacco Cleaner, fresher, smoother strike is better tasting, so round and firm and fully packed. A lucky strike is made much better, that's not a claim, no sir, that is a fact. On every campus, be happy and go lucky Wonderful fellas, right in the spirit of football. Say, has Dennis come in yet? I haven't seen him yet, Jack. Hmm. Don, can the quartet sing another number? Oh, they'd love to, Jack, but they've got to leave for Wilmington right away. They're swimming the channel to Catalina. <laughs> Gosh, what a publicity stunt, huh? Publicity stunt, nothing. What? They have to make an appearance in Avalon. <laughs> and I want you, fam, they can't afford to take the boat. <laughs> Look at him shake, folks. And the song says it takes two to tango. <laughs> Control yourself, Don. Oh, say, Jack, I meant to ask you something. Ask me what, Mary? Oh, why didn't you pick me up and take me to the studio this morning? I had to take a cab. But, Mary, I didn't know I was supposed to pick you up. Well, I told Rochester to tell you. That's funny. Rochester never mentioned it to me. Well, when I saw him yesterday afternoon, he said he wouldn't forget to tell you. Wait a minute. When did you see Rochester? Late yesterday afternoon. He and a girl were coming out of the movies. It was the Grauman's Chinese Theater. You saw Rochester coming out of Grauman's Chinese Theater? Mm-hmm. That's where Snows of Kilimanjaro is playing. Hmm. And he told me his best friend was getting married, and that's why he wanted the day off. I'm going to call him right now and find out about that. Operator. Operator. When you hear the tone, the time will be 4-12. What? Oh, excuse me. I was on time signals all day yesterday. A uh, number, please. Uh, I want Crestview... Five, you know, four. when you're on time signals, you keep saying the same thing over and over and over and over. Look, miss, all I'm trying to get is... The day before yesterday, they had me on information. 
Look, operator. That dries your nuts all together. Well, Miss, I know how you feel. You but... don't know how I feel. When Moidla and I came to work what, here, they what, promised to make... What, well, what, what? I was trying to say is you don't know how I feel. I... Look, you don't know how I feel. I don't know how you feel. <laughs> when Moidla and I came to work here, they promised to make me a supervisor. Listen. Moidla's my girlfriend, and she ain't got half the education I got. Look, I want... So who do you think they made a supervisor? All right, Myrtle. No, a complete stranger. <laughs> Now, look, miss, I'm sorry about all your troubles, but will you please get me my home? Crestview 54124. Okay. Gosh, I must be the fatherly type. Everybody tells me their troubles. <laughs> Hello, Joe's Fish Market. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I didn't want you. Why? What's wrong with fish? <laughs> Look, I didn't say there was anything Hundreds wrong. of men go out into rough ocean during stormy weather, risking their lives in small boats, and you don't like fish. Look, but mister... It's guys like you that's eating up all the cows in the country. <laughs> Me? I never ate a cow in my life. Well, you better start, buddy, because I ain't selling you none of my fish. Goodbye. <laughs> How did I ever get into that? Operator. Operator. Long distance. What? You see how they push me around? <laughs> Look, you gave me the wrong number. I want Crest 5 View 4. I mean, Crest View. Crest View 5 4124. Okay. Wait till I get Rochester on the phone. I'll tell him a thing or two. I'll. Oh, Mary, what is it I'm mad at Rochester about? He told you he wanted a day off to go to his best friend's wedding, and he went to Grauman's Chinese Theater instead. Oh, yes, yes. No wonder I'm mad. What's the matter with that operator? Number, please. Look, operator, I told you before, I'll tell you again. But listen carefully, and please, please try to get it right. Crestview 5, 4124. Yes, sir. Hello, NBC. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, wrong number, Jack? Ooh, was it? <laughs> Look, Jack. Look, you're having so much trouble with this operator. Why don't you use the phone booth in the hall and dial your number direct? Mary, that's a good idea. You keep things going here. I'll be right back. I don't know where they get such operators. Wrong numbers. One is on information. Now she's back on... I don't know. Gee, I'm thirsty. Oh, there's a Coca-Cola machine. Hmm, the smallest I've got is a quarter. Oh, well, that's all right. This is one of those machines that makes change. Let's see, where's the quarter slot? There it is. There's the bottle of Coke. And there's my chain, a dime and a nickel. Hmm, 
An extra dime came out. Say, this machine is returning too much change. I'll put that dime back in. I might get even more. <laughs> well, there's the bottle of Coke. And... Hmm. No change at all. Wait a minute. That bottle is empty and there's a note in it. <laughs> I wonder what it says. You had your chance. <laughs> hmm. What a machine. It even writes. I can't understand how a... Oh, hello, Mr. Benny. Dennis, where have you been? Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Benny, but right after rehearsal, I went outside to drive around in my new car and I forgot what time it was. Your new car? Uh-huh. I got one of those MGs. Oh, that's an English car, isn't it? Right you are, Governor. <laughs> hmm. I bought it while I was with you at the Palladium in London. It's not new, though. I, I bought it on time from England's largest used car dealer. Oh, an English used car dealer? What's his name? Mentally impaired Marmaduke. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. He's on the corner of Piccadilly and Figueroa. I remember that. <laughs> Dennis, on this English car of yours, is the steering wheel on the right side or the left side? Neither. Well, where is your steering wheel? In London. They won't send it to me till I make my last payment. <laughs> well, for heaven's sakes, how do you steer it? Well, my mother runs alongside and kicks the front wheel. Kicks the... Dennis, how could you get your mother to do a thing like that? I put my father's picture on the tire. <laughs> I'm not going to continue this conversation. I got my own troubles. Now, Dennis, I gotta make a phone call, so go in the studio and sing your song. I will if you'll get rid of Sammy the drummer. Why? Well, during rehearsal, I opened my mouth to sing and he took out my tonsils. <laughs> Dennis, get into that studio and do your song. Yes, sir. Dennis, where have you been? Jax was looking for you. Oh, that's all right, Mary. I just saw him out in the hall. He told me to sing. Why don't you 
I'll handle it, Mary. I'm back. That was Dennis Day singing Why Don't You Believe Me. Very good, Dennis. Say, Jack, did you finally get Rochester? No, the phone rang and rang at my house, but nobody answered. I can't believe it. He was home when I left. Oh, well, I'll try it again. Number, please. I want... Hey. (laughs) You're not the same operator who answered the phone before. No, I'm new here. Oh, well, thank heaven. Uh, Get me Crestview 5... 4124. I used to work in Bullock's department store. I sold girdles. <laughs> Look, I don't care whether you sold girdles or not. Look, miss, this is Jack Benny. Jack and... Benny? Yes. My, my, what a small world. Here I am saying to you what number, please, and only last week I said to you what size, please. <laughs> Look, you're a telephone operator now, so will you please give me My the... girlfriend is selling those girdles now. Look, I'm not interested in girdles. They have a new model called Fatty Secret. Look, that came out five weeks... I don't know anything about it. <laughs> now, please get me my number. Would you mind repeating it, sir? Yes, I'll repeat it. That's all I've been doing all day. I'll repeat it slowly. Because if I don't get the right number, there's going to be trouble. I want Crestview 54124. Yes, sir. <laughs> Hello, California Bank. <laughs> now look, I've had all the. Hello. <laughs> I'm awfully sorry to disturb you. I got the wrong number. (laughs) Goodbye. Another wrong number, huh, Jack? Yeah, but a nice one this time. (laughs) Donna, this new operator isn't any better than the other one. Well, why are you so anxious to get Rochester, Mr. Benny? Because he told me that he wanted yesterday afternoon off to go to his friend's wedding. And instead, he went to Grauman's Chinese Theater and saw the snows of Kilimanjaro. May, are you sure you saw him with a girl? Well, certainly, Jack. Well, I bet he was with Susie. I'm going to call her up and find out. You know the number? I should. Rochester calls her five times a day. Give me that phone. Number, please. I wa- oh, it's you again. Uh-huh. Now, operator, this time I want Republic 1, 1426. Good. I was getting tired of Crestview anyway. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> now, get me the number. Yeah, I hope Susie's home. Hello? 
Oh, hello, Susie. Uh, this is Mr. Benny. Oh, hello, Mr. Benny. Uh, Susie, is Rochester there? No, he isn't. Oh. Well, Susie, where did you and Rochester go yesterday afternoon? Well, where did Rochester tell you we went? Uh, to his best friend's wedding. That's right. That's where we went. Uh-huh. Well, listen, Susie, where did this wedding take place? At Grauman's... Uh-oh. Grauman's what? Grauman's Chapel. Chapel, huh? Then you really did go to the wedding of Rochester's best friend. Yes, sir. What's his name? Who? Rochester's best friend. Oh, him! Yes, him. What's his name? I don't know. He just got married, and it's been changed. Now, wait a minute. When a couple gets married, it's the girl who changes her name. When do they start that? November 4th, when the Republicans got in. (laughs) Now, Susie, I think Rochester fibbed to me. Didn't he take you to the movies? Oh, no, sir. I see. Well, what time did you get to the wedding? Just before the prices changed. <laughs> what? I, I mean, two o'clock. Now, who gave the bride away? Gregory Peck. <laughs> now, Susie, I know this isn't your fault and you're trying to protect Rochester, but he did take you to the movies, didn't he? Well, yes, sir, he did. That's all I wanted to know. Now, I'm not mad at Rochester. I just wanted him to tell the truth. That's all. Goodbye, Susie. Goodbye. Oh, Mr. Benny. What? If I, if I happen to see Rochester, is there anything you want me to tell him? Yes, Susie, tell him that I'm not angry and he can come home. Okay. Rochester, you can go home now. <laughs> what? Goodbye, Mr. Benny. Susie! Susie! Wait till I see Rochester. Friends, 90% of all forest fires each year are man-caused. A campfire that is almost out, a lighted match or cigarette that is tossed away, too often bursts into hungry flames that destroy millions of acres of vitally needed timberland. So when you're in the country, be absolutely sure you put every fire, every match, every cigarette completely out. Remember, only you can prevent forest fires. Thank you. Jack will be back in a moment, but first... Lucky's taste better. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Lucky, 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 lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Better get a carton, better get a carton, better get a carton today. That's a good idea, friends. Get a carton of Lucky's today and you're all stocked up for the finest kind of smoking. Because nothing, no nothing, beats better taste. And Lucky's taste better, cleaner, fresher, smoother. They give you the better taste of Lucky's fine, mild tobacco. For LSMFT, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. What's more, Lucky's give you the better taste of a better-made cigarette. Yes, Lucky's are made round, firm, and fully packed to taste cleaner, fresher, smoother. No wonder a nationwide survey based on actual student interviews in 80 leading colleges reveals that more smokers in these colleges prefer Lucky's than any other cigarette. And besides, 
Lucky's gained far more smokers in these colleges than the nation's two other principal brands combined. Yes, these college men and women, like so many of us, prefer Lucky's, the cigarette that tastes better. You'll prefer Lucky's, too, once you smoke them. So be happy. Go Lucky. Make your next carton Lucky Strike. Be happy. Go Lucky. Go Lucky Strike today. Ladies and gentlemen, next week, immediately following my radio show, I will do my third television show of the season on the CBS television network. Appearing with me will be Bob Crosby, Rochester, Don Wilson, and... Uh... Oh, say, Jack, Jack, I meant to talk to you about that. About what, Don? Well, with television demanding so many novelties and new faces, do you think it might be a good idea if I grew a mustache? You with a mustache? I don't know. Let me look at you, Don. Let's see. Hmm... Maybe. No, no, it would confuse people. You'd look too much like King Farouk. In the... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Jack Benny program is written by Sam Perrin, Mills Josephsburg, George Balzer, John Tackerberry, and produced and transcribed by Hilliard Marks. Jack Benny program is brought to you by Lucky Strike, product of the American Tobacco Company, America's leading manufacturer of cigarettes. Stay tuned now for the Amos and Andy show, which follows immediately. This is the CBS Radio Network. Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, and first in television, presents Transcribed, the Phil Harris, Alice Faye Show. For your enjoyment, here is the Phil Harris, Alice Faye Show, written by Ray Singer and Dick Chevrolet, with Elliot Lewis, Walter Tetley, Robert North, Janine Roos, Ann Whitfield, Walter Sharp and his music, and yours truly, Bill Foreman. Today, Phil and Elliot make plans for a very special event. They're quite excited about it, but they forget to reckon with Alice. More about that later, but first a word from RCA Victor. You and your family will enjoy evening after evening of fun and excitement when you own RCA Victor television. Because this season, you'll see the greatest lineup of stars and shows in television history. And you'll see clearer pictures of everything on TV thanks to RCA Victor's exclusive magic monitor. The magic monitor circuit system acts like an engineer inside your set. It screens out static automatically, steps up power automatically, and automatically ties the best sound to the clearest picture. The magic monitor is built into every RCA Victor set, into the new Brandon, for example. Here's big 21-inch console television, and every feature, every detail, from the full-length doors of its rich colonial-style cabinet to its world-famous golden throat tone system reflects the quality that has made RCA Victor the world's most owned television. Yes, every year more people buy RCA Victor than any other television. So see the entire line of wonderful RCA Victor television at your dealers tomorrow. Prices start as low as $199.95. And when you buy your RCA Victor television set, remember to buy an RCA Victor factory service contract for expert installation and service. 
now the stars of the RCA Victor program, Alice Faye and Phil Harris. Yesterday was the day of the big football game between USC and UCLA at the Los Angeles Coliseum. And Phil was one of the lucky ones who managed to get tickets for it. And now, let's go back to yesterday. Phil has just gotten the tickets, and he's called Elliot over to the house to tell him about it. Hey, Elliot, have I got good news for you. I got two tickets to the USC-UCLA game. Curly, that's sensational. How did you ever manage to get two tickets for that game? They're at a premium. Oh, it wasn't difficult for an old grad. <laughs> UCLA always sends tickets to us members of the aluminum. You must have been an honor student. Do you have any degrees? Ostensibly. <laughs> I've got a lot of degrees, and so have many of my friends. Some of them are BAs, some of them are MAs. And most of them are AAs. <laughs> yes, I have a few of those, too. Curly, we better leave for the game soon. There'll be a lot of traffic. I tell you, we got time. First, I want to tell Alice we're going. Don't tell her. You've only got two tickets, and she might want to go in my place. Nah, nah. She hates football. She don't know nothing about it, and she's not the least bit interested. In fact, she wanted me to take her shopping today. Well, how are you going to get out of that? What excuse are you going to give? I have to give no excuse. When I want to go someplace, I just tell my wife I'm going. <laughs> That's all I don't beat around no bush you know. Well, will you be able to take me downtown soon? No, you'll have to get somebody else to do it Well, why can't you take me? Because I've... I've got to go to the hospital and see my grandmother <laughs> And your grandmother's sick? What hospital is she in? The Coliseum Memorial Hospital. Where is it? Right on the 50-yard line. What are you two Now, hold it, boys. I just got a message. Phil, where do you want to go this afternoon? Well, honey, I want to go to the football game. Football? Isn't that the horrible game where all those men get on the field and knock each other over and trample on one another and kick each other all over the place? No, that's the Ritz Brothers television show. <laughs> I'm talking about football I think it's a revolting exhibition And I can't stand it Well, neither can I But, well, I've got to go I happen to have two tickets Good, I'll get my hat and go with you I knew it, I knew it <laughs> That blonde will do it every time Alice, Curly was supposed to take me with that other ticket And you have no right horning in He'd rather take me I'll ask him and prove it Never mind, never mind I'll ask him Phil who would you rather take to the game? Elliot, your poor guitar player, or me, your rich wife? <laughs> That's a nice loaded question. <laughs> Don't let her bluff you, Curly. Answer it and tell her the truth. Yes. Who would you rather go with? Well, uh... I'd rather go with you, dear I knew you would, sweetheart <laughs> So long, Alice Too bad you lost Oh, Curly, we'll have a now wonderful... Come back here Phil meant he'd rather go with me 
And that's who he's going with. You're just a selfish old lady. <laughs> Look, honey, you wouldn't enjoy the game. There's going to be a big crowd, a, a, a hundred thousand people. Oh, dear. All those people are going to see me? Well, I'd better go to Saks and buy a new gown. You don't need no new gown. Wear something you've got. Oh, but what have I got that's appropriate for a football game? How about your strapless pigskin? <laughs> the one that laces up the front. All right, all right, fellas, you needn't be sarcastic. You can't talk me out of going to the game. And Phil, you'd better let me hold those tickets. But honey, Thank I... Thank you very much. I'll get dressed now. I won't be long. I hate her. <laughs> now look, Ellie. I hate you, too. I hate your children, and if I ever see your mother, I'll set fire to her teepee. <laughs> look, you can hate me, but don't you dare touch a flap on Mama's teepee. <laughs> but, Curly, I had my heart set on going to a game. This is the biggest game of the year And I can't go Everybody's going But I won't All right, Elliot Wait, but don't cry Elliot, now please, please Well, don't cry I'll tell you what If you stop crying I'll sing you a song <laughs> I'm gonna sing it anyway Now dry your tears I diddle diddle and the cat and the fiddle and the cow jumped over the moon. I diddle diddle and the cat and the fiddle and the cow jumped over the moon. Now how in the devil can a cat and a fiddle and the cow jump over the moon? But just like a kid we start to croon. But the goose's favorite tune The cow and the fiddle with the cat in the middle Has his high diddle-diddlin' tune There's a little kid, a curly-headed kid Sings his sweet refrain Morning, night, and noon The little shaver's tune Runs right through my brain Oh, gee, but it's the cutest thing When the little shavers sing Hi, diddle, diddle, and the cat and the fiddle, and the cow start singing a song. And how in the devil can a cat and a fiddle, and a cow keep singing all wrong? Then the little bluebirds shout with glee, cause all they like is harmony. The cow plays a fiddle, and the cat tells a riddle, and they hi, diddle, diddle for me. When you 
clouds are gray and the sun don't shine Just try and sing this little rhyme I did a little and the cat and the fiddle And the cow jumped over the moon I did a little and the cat and the fiddle And the cow jumped over the Feeling better now, Elliot? Hmm, what? Oh, sure. Then you're not mad at Alice anymore? Of course not. I don't carry a grudge. As a matter of fact, to show there were no hard feelings while you were singing, I made us all a martini. Oh, Elliot, you're a good loser. Hand me my drink. Well, just a minute while I put the finishing touches to him. Here we are. An olive in yours, onion in mine. And a knockout drop in Alice. <laughs> Elliot. Curly, I just gotta go to that game. Well, then maybe if you're nice to Alice, she might give you her ticket. You mean flatterer? Certainly. Women go for flattery. Just tell her how beautiful her clothes are and what they do for her figure and mm -hmm. rave about the color of her hair. She's a sucker for that. Yeah, yeah. I guess if, if I get her softened up enough, she'll... Well, Phil, I'm all ready to go. I had to... Alice! <laughs> What's the matter with you? Oh, Alice, you have such exquisite taste in clothes. Oh, you think so? Oh, yes, that dress you're wearing. Why... It even makes a figure like yours look good. <laughs> and your hair. It's such a lovely color. Only an artist like you could mix a dye that shape. <laughs> Elliot, come here a minute. Yes, sir? What are you trying to do? I thought you were going to be nice to her so you can get the ticket. I am. But I'm also being nasty to her in case I don't get it. <laughs> I'm not one to throw compliments away for nothing. Well, you're not being very nice to my little woman, and just for that, I'm glad that you're not going to the game. Come on, honey, or we don't want to miss that kickoff. Hand me my chrysanthemum, my pennant, and my freshman cap. <laughs> Curly, I ain't gonna let you go without me. You're not getting out of this house Let without... go of my raccoon coat. <laughs> You're stretching the tails. <laughs> Come on, Alice, we're off to the game. Come on, Alice. We better hurry. We better get inside before the kickoff. Oh, I can't walk any faster through this crowd. I've never seen so many people pushing and jostling and... Say, Phil, you'd better watch your wallet in a crowd like this. There's liable to be pickpockets. Don't worry. I'm watching it. Nobody... Hey, Alice, you're right. Somebody's got his hand in my hip pocket. Oh, I'll just reach around fast and grab it. All right, bud, I got you. What are you doing in my pocket? Just browsing. <laughs> I thought maybe... Oh, Curly. Elliot, how can you stoop so low as to pick a pocket? I was just after my own ticket. 
<laughs> How'd you get to the stadium so fast? You know that front tire you were complaining was so wobbly all the way down? What about it? That was me. <laughs> Stop it, will you? Now, how'd you get down here? I hid in your trunk rack. You ain't gonna shake me. Look, Elliot, we only got two tickets, and Alice and me are going. I told you that. How can you desert me like this? I'm sorry, Elliot. Alice, you've got the tickets. Where are they? Oh, yes, the tickets. I've got them right here in my, uh... Well, I... In, uh, I put them right here in... Oh, no. I left them home. You forgot the tickets? Oh, what a pity. <laughs> now you know what it's like not to be able to go to the game. We're still going. I'll buy tickets for the three of us. It's my treat. Alice, give me some money. <laughs> I told you I left my purse home. Elliot, have you got any... No, he ain't gonna do us no good. <laughs> All right, don't be sarcastic. I got 50 cents. And I've got about a dollar and change. Let me see. The tickets are $5 a piece, so we need $15, and all we've got is a dollar and a half. No, it ain't gonna work. Why not? You're not very good at arithmetic. What are you talking about? How can you make $15 out of a dollar fifty? You move the decimal point over one place. <laughs> <laughs> That would give us 15. Better yet, if we moved the decimal point over two places, that'd give us 150. Get away from me. <laughs> Phil, I'm sorry about this, but as long as I forgot the tickets and we don't have any money, let's go home. No. There must be some way we can get in. Maybe we could climb over one of them fences and then come back. Hey, wait a minute. Hey, Elliot. Hmm? Do you notice the young kids they've got at the gates taking tickets? So? Well, we should be able to outsmart a teenager and bluff our way through. Yeah, and I know how to do it. We'll put our union cards in our hats, rush through the gate and yell, press! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, that'll do it. Alice, you wait here, and once we get in, we'll arrange to get you in, too. Come on, Elliot. Yeah, right. Now, look, we'll just act as though we belong and nobody ain't gonna stop us. You right. ready? Here we go. All right, son, let us through. I'm Scoop Harris of the Chronicle. And I'm his photographer, Flash Lewis. Open the gate and... Beat it, you chiseling freaks! <laughs> Why are you two trying to sneak in? You're too cheap to buy tickets? We had tickets, buddy, but we left them home. Hey, Julius, you're a pal of ours, ain't you? You might say that. I wouldn't, but you might. <laughs> Look, son, we may have our little differences, but deep down, I know you really love Mr. Lewis and me, don't you? Yes, and that's my problem. Loving the body is the way I do. I find it hard to choose between you. And when I walk to the altar, I want to be sure that I have... All right. <laughs> we don't want to marry you. We just want to get in the stadium. Can't let you in without tickets. Julius, if you wanted to, you could let us sneak in, couldn't you? Yeah, I, I could turn my back and close my eyes, and then you two could glide past me. That's a good idea. Yeah. And it should work, except for one thing. What's that? I ain't gonna do it! <laughs> Julius, 
Why do you have to be such an ornery little slob? <laughs> it's not gonna hurt you to let a snake by. Fellas, I'd like to do it, but there's too many people watching now. I tell you what, why don't you come back a little later? When? As soon as it gets dark out. <laughs> Say about nine o'clock. <laughs> Julius, one of these days, one of these days, pow! <laughs> now forget him, Jackie, a uh, curly. <laughs> well, we gotta think of some other way to get into the game. Let's get back to Alice. No, Elliot. Hmm? That lad is beginning to annoy me. I gotta take him hunting sometime. <laughs> if I paint a target on his back and... Well, fellas, how'd you make out? We didn't. Then let's go home. Get your hot dogs here, hot dogs. Get them all the hot Honey, hot we dogs came here to here. see get this game dogs. and we're gonna see it. But we're not... how? We need $15 for tickets and all we have is a dollar and a half. There must be some way we can raise the money. Any hot dogs, folks? Only a few left. Get them all they last. No, thanks. We don't want... Wait a minute. How many hot dogs you got there, bud? Five. I'll take them all. Here's a buck and a half. Thanks. Curly, our problem is solved. These five hot dogs are gonna get us into the game. That makes sense. How does it make sense? With him, you don't ask questions. <laughs> don't you see? This is an investment. We need $15. All we have to do is sell these hot dogs for $3 a piece. <laughs> oh, that shouldn't be hard. A man's a fool not to be paying $3 for a hot dog. Elliot, nobody's gonna pay three bucks for a hot dog They will if they can't get him anyplace else And the man just said these are the last ones It's a simple case of the law of supply and demand Yeah, I guess if people want Well, it's worth a try anyway Now all we have to do is find some way to collect the crowd The crowd? That's a cinch Alice, mm -hmm. Sing <laughs> After being out late Walking my baby back home Arm in arm over meadow and farm Walking my baby back home We go along harmonizing a song Or I'm reciting a poem Owls go by and they give me the eye Walking my baby back home We stop for a while She gives me a smile And snuggles her head to my chest we start in the pet, that's when he gets my powder all over his vest. After I kind of straighten his tie, I have to borrow his comb. One kiss, then I continue again, walking my baby back home. Walking my baby back home Arm in arm over meadow and farm Walking my baby back home We 
we go along harmonizing a song All right, reciting a poem Hours go by and they give me the eye Walking my baby back home She's afraid of the dark So we have to park outside of her house for a rest We start in the pit And that's when he gets My powder all over his vest Hand in hand to a barbecue stand Right from the doorway we roll Each and then it's a pleasure again Walking my baby back home Hey, Elliot. Hmm? Alice drew a pretty good crowd. We shouldn't have any trouble selling the hot dogs now. Here comes a likely-looking schnook. <laughs> Watch me go to work on him. Ah, no, you don't. I'll handle this. Hey, mister. Yes? <laughs> How about buying a hot dog? Well, yes, I like one. How much? Three dollars. <laughs> Are you crazy? No hot dog is worth three dollars. How do you know? You might find a pearl in it. <laughs> you only find pearls in oysters. Did you ever find a pearl in an oyster? Well, no. Then try a hot dog. Maybe you're lucky. <laughs> I think you're crazy. Just keep your hot dog. Now, wait a minute, mister. I'll show you boys how to sell a hot dog. Uh, can I talk to you a minute? Tall, dark, and handsome. <laughs> Who? Me? Yes, you. You fascinating little bundle of masculinity. <laughs> well. He's dead. <laughs> No man can resist that routine of hers. How do you know? That's how she got me. <laughs> Only in those days, she was selling hot bagels. <laughs> I went for a bundle. Now look here, mister. I can see you're a sport. And if I asked you for $15 for these hot dogs, you wouldn't be able to refuse me, would you? I don't know, but I'm gonna try. <laughs> He's fighting her, Colonel. <laughs> I did too, but it don't do no good. <laughs> Wait till she throws him her sidearm curve with the Marilyn Monroe float. Now look, sweetie pie. I know you'd love a hot dog with mustard, relish, and onion. Wouldn't you? Not especially. You're just an old meanie. I'm only trying to raise enough money to see the game. 
Oh, then why didn't you say so? Of course I'll take a hot dog. Here, here's $5 so you can buy yourself a ticket. Well, thank you. <laughs> so long, boys. I'm going in and see the game. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. What are we going to do? Sell the other hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> You can't go in without us Let her go, let her go As long as she turns that motor off Before she gets in <laughs> She can sell hot dogs So can we Let's go All right, ladies <laughs> Step right up And get your hot dog <laughs> With mustard, relish And onions <laughs> doing, Curly? <laughs> you sound a little bit like Gene Autry. <laughs> Not so good, but let's keep trying. <laughs> hot dog. Hot dog. Hot Bill will be back in just a moment. A listening test on your radio could save you money. So take a listen now. Do you hear any hum in the background? Is the sound tinny or muffled? Does the volume go up and down every now and then? These faults that rob you of the full enjoyment of your radio can also mean that one or more of the radio tubes have become weak or defective. A defective tube can damage other parts of your radio and result in costly service charges. So, don't neglect faulty radio tubes. Your radio man will be glad to test the tubes for you and replace those that are no longer serviceable. When he does, ask him to install top-quality RCA tubes. He knows from experience that RCA tubes give top performance in any radio. Always buy RCA, and you buy the best. Radio Free Europe fights communism with truth, keeps the spirit of freedom alive behind the Iron Curtain. Help Radio Free Europe by joining the Crusade for Freedom. Send your contribution today to Crusade for Freedom, care of your local postmaster. Thanks and good night. Good night, everybody. Folks, I'd like to be serious for a moment. Let's not forget our G.I.s at home and abroad this Christmas. They'll appreciate any remembrance from you, no matter what. You know, according to the reports I get, one gift they'd really like is a portable radio. RCA Victor's new super personal radio will be perfect for them because it's tiny, lightweight, and long, long playing. Now, if you decide to send your G.I. an RCA Victor portable radio, remember this. If he's in a location where he can't buy batteries, send along a few extra RCA radio batteries, too. Tonight, hear Theater Guild on the air over NBC.
Angelo again. I hope you all are having a fantastic Thanksgiving. Uh, I just um, am so thankful for all the great listeners I have and all of the wonderful comments that people send me and questions. And um, It's just amazing how much knowledge base there is out there about Jack Benny and old-time radio. And I'm just always thankful for how many old-time radio shows exist and how many that we now are finding in higher and higher and higher quality. It's great. Uh, nearly the majority of the shows that I play are in really high-quality sound, just wonderful to listen to. So we are really blessed by that. Um, I hope you enjoyed earlier tonight me bringing you the Elgin uh, Thanksgiving special uh, from 65 years ago. Uh, it had um, Jimmy Durante and Gary Moore together for the first time since they got their own separate shows. That's kind of neat in that we're bringing you, of course, the Jimmy Durante show every week, so it kind of ties in pretty well. And the fact that Jack was on it, of course, and uh, so was um, Red Skelton and Elliot Lewis and his wife, Kathy Lewis. Um, Just a really uh, pleasing uh, show to bring you. And now, of course, we can end the evening by listening to some Jack Benny um, from 70 years ago. So I hope you enjoy this, and we'll see you next time, and have a great Thanksgiving. Oh, I uh, almost forgot. Uh, Since this episode is about the premiere of Jack's 1942 movie, George Washington Slept Here, I'm going to include a link to it that will take you to uh, a YouTube presentation of the entire movie, so which is pretty cool. Uh, and if you hang out after that, um, th- I'm linking to a... It's got this movie plus a number, another of uh, other Jack Benny movies. It'll just play through a bunch of them, so kind of cool. I just uh, saw that this guy had this playlist that did that, so it's like, all right, I'll just use that. <laughs> um, anyway, George Washington slept here is with Jack Benny and Ann Sheridan and Percy Kilbride. And Percy Kilbride, of course, plays Pa Kettle on the Pa Kettle series. Jack would not do. Um, George Washington slept here without Percy Kilbride. He saw him in the stage production of George Washington Slept Here. Also, they took the the parts and they reversed them. So uh, Jack's part uh, is the, the female lead has his personality and his... Um, Drive in the stage production, and uh, Anne Sheridan uh, has in the stage production would be the male part. So they just they just reverse them so Jack could have that um, other part, which is interesting. So anyway, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, if you have RSS radio um, on your iPad or iPod or whatever, if you just click on Notes and scroll down, you'll be able to click right to it, and it'll start it up for you. If uh, you're on the internet, you just come to my webpage. Um, just easiest way is just type in Buck Benny. It's the very, very top page that it'll link to on Google or any of the search engines and or uh, Buck Benny podcast. That'll get you right there. And um, then just uh, go to this t- today's show and click the link. And there you go. You get to watch the show. You can also just go to YouTube, I suppose, and do a search for uh, George Washington Slept Here. 
but that's not as much fun now, is it? <laughs> anyway, enjoy. Have a great Thanksgiving. We'll see you next time. And I guess uh, the movie's uh, my Thanksgiving present to you, the link to the movie. So there you go. See you folks uh, next time. The Grape Nuts Flakes program, starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Dennis Day, Rochester, and yours truly, Don Wilson. the NMLF for Breakfast Club. Now you do it this way. The NMLF for Breakfast Club means no more long faces for breakfast. And the way to avoid them is to serve plenty of delicious, toasty brown grape nuts flakes. The breakfast treat that helps to start your day off with a smile. Yes, it's that malty-rich flavor that does it. Your favorite grape nuts flavor in crisp, tempting, toasty flake form. A flavor that's been tops of breakfast for well over four decades now. So start them smiling at breakfast and keep them smiling at work with delicious, malty, rich grape nuts flakes. Texas played by the orchestra. Now, ladies and gentlemen, once again, we bring you our genial master of ceremonies, a man who... Hold it, Don, hold it. I'm not appearing on this program tonight until Mary Livingston and Phil Harris get out of the studio. What? You heard me, big boy. I'm not going to associate with those two smart alleys. Oh, lay off, Jackson. You're too big a guy to hold a grudge. Listen, I can hold a grudge longer than anybody you ever knew, Twitch Hip. Now, get away from me or I'll kick you. You do, and you can turn your bridge work into the scrap drive. <laughs> I can, eh? Oh, calm down, Jack. We both told you we were sorry. Listen, Mary, every time you get me into a jam, you're sorry. If you were a man, I'd ask you to step out in the alley. For you, an alley is stepping out. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. For heaven's sake, what's going on here? Jack, why are you so angry with Mary and Phil? Shall I tell him, Phil? Sure, why not? Well, I'm not going to hear it. Now, wait a minute, Jack. Where are you going? Across the street to the tropics for a zombie. <laughs> you mean the drink, or is your girl meeting you there? <laughs> I mean the drink. Goodbye. Gee, Mary, a zombie's a pretty tough drink for a guy like Jackson, ain't it? Ah, he doesn't drink them. He just ties a knot in the straw, yells whoopee, and passes out when the check comes. <laughs> No kidding. He's really mad this time. Well, uh, tell me, Mary, what's this all about? Well, last Friday, Jack called up and asked me if I wanted to go over to Warner Brothers Theater and see a preview of his new picture, George Washington Slept Here. Yes, but why is he mad at you and Phil? I'm coming to that. Jack told me to be at his house about 3.30, and he'd drive me to Hollywood in the horse and buggy. 
He hadn't had his nag out in traffic before, and he wanted to see how she'd behave. Whoa, Leona, whoa. Oh, Rochester. Rochester's the buggy all grease. I'm finishing it up now, boss. Good. Put on your old gray bonnet with the blue ribbon on it. And we'll hit old Leona to the shade. Boom, 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 boom. boom. <laughs> Through the fields of clover, we will ride to Dover on our golden, golden wedding day. <laughs> Take it easy, Leona. Whoa, girl. She's hungry. She's hungry? Well, I'm taking care of her now. One, two, three, four, five. Don't count those old boss. Just dump them in. <laughs> well, I don't want to overfeed Leona. She'll lose her beautiful figure. Leona, take your hoof off your hip. She's so vain. But she is a fine-looking animal, isn't she, Rochester? With that sway back? No, her back isn't so swayed. Then how come when you sit on her, you can't see over her head? <laughs> well, peek around. She isn't a saddle horse anyway. You know, I don't like the way Leona favors that right leg. I think I'll rub it down. Where's the horse liniment, Rochester? The uh, what? The horse liniment. Where is it? Right there in that big brown bottle, but I think it's Empty?? Empty? That liniment bottle is empty? Don't look at me, boss. I ain't touched any of that stuff since Prohibition. <laughs> oh, no? Well, somebody's been hitting this bottle, and I'm going to find out who it is. Oh, ho! Leona, you've been drinking. Oh, my goodness. Gosh, that, that liniment is powerful stuff. She's really going to have a hangover. Shall I fix her a bucket of bromo seltzer, boss? <laughs> no, just put some sense in her oats and let's get going. <laughs> now, Rochester, I'll put the bridle on and you take care of the other end. Uh, <laughs> uh, get the harness. Okay. Now, hold still, Leona. Hold still while I put this nice bridle on you. Don't back up. Grab her by the ears, boss. I got her. Here, Leona. Here, Leona. Leona, stop kissing me. <laughs> so darn affectionate. How are you making out with the harness, Rochester? I'm all tangled up, boss. She's got her front legs crossed. Well, uncross them. Here, I'll help you. You pull the left leg and I'll pull the right. Together now, go. <laughs> Leona, get up off the floor. <laughs> now you get up, I've had enough of you Maybe we can sell it to W.C. Fields <laughs> Never mind, Leona, get up All right, sister, you asked for it Get the jack, Rochester <laughs> Right there in the buggy Okay And no need of winking at me, Leona You're getting up off that floor Here's the boss, Jack Here's the jack, boss <laughs> had some of that liniment too, brother. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Rochester, put that jack under her stomach. There. All right, so it tickles you. Jack her up, Rochester. Oh, hello, Mary. We'll be ready in a minute. Well, for heaven's sake, what are you doing? What do you think we're doing? We're jacking up Leona. Has she got a flat? No, she fell down, that's all. There, she's up now. Quick, Rochester, throw the harness on her. We'll be ready to leave for the movie in a few minutes, Mary. I want to get there before 6 o'clock. Why so early? Leona's going to a cocktail party. <laughs> she is not. Say, Mary, I bet you can hardly wait to see my new picture. You know, they say it's one of the finest things I've ever done. Who's they? They, they, the New York critics. Their reviews were simply wonderful. Oh, yes, I saw them on the bulletin board in front of your house. <laughs> well, there are a lot of high-hat picture stars around this neighborhood, and I think they ought to see them. By the way, was there anyone uh, looking at the board when you came in? Just a couple of Blue Jays, but how often do they go to a movie? <laughs> well, let's get going. Hop in the buggy, Mary. Watch out now. Don't hit your head on the canopy. Oh, fine. I feel like a Floridora girl. That was a pretty swanky buggy, if that's what you mean. Swanky? Got Chilson's market painted on the side. I can barely see it. Touch that up a little in the morning, Rochester. Okay, boss. Everybody set? Yeah, let's go. Get up, Leona. Hold on to your hat, Mary. I got spurs that jingle, jangle, I got spurs jingle. That jingle, jangle, As I go jingle, riding merrily as along. I go riding merrily and they sing, along. Oh, ain't you glad you're single? And they fall. Call him five He don't measure no more from head to toes than he do from side to side. Mr. Five by Five got fifteen chins and a line of jive. He's a mellow cat, a real hep fat. He be Mr. Five by Five. That man can really jump it for a fat man. The only trouble is there's no way of knowing whether he's coming on or going. Mr. Five by Five, he's slightly plump on the solid side. He don't shake it no more from head to toe than he do from side to side. Coming on or going, Mr. Five by Five, slightly plump on the solid side. He don't shake it no more from head to toe than he do, than he do, than he do from side to side. Rochester, make a move over. Where have I heard that horn before? I saved it off my Maxwell. Well, this isn't so bad, eh, Mary? An hour and a half, we're almost in Hollywood. I'll bet old man Schultz used to make it in an hour and with a load of fish besides. He had a meat market, Schultz's meat market. Easy, Leona. 
Hold her back a little, Rochester. I don't like the way Leona keeps stumbling. That's your fault, boss. I told you not to put high heels on her shoes. You're not so high. Say, isn't that Dennis walking along there? Where? Coming out of that flower shop. Oh, Dennis! Dennis! Hello, Mr. Benny. Pull up here, Rochester. Whoa, Leona. Whoa! That Leona's still full of liniment. <laughs> Where are you going, Dennis? Over to Dorothy Lemour's house. Hmm. Still going with Lemour. I can't understand it. So you have a date with her, eh, kid? Yeah, I just bought her a geranium to wear on her dress. A geranium? Listen, Dennis, when a young man takes a flower to his girl, it should be an orchid. I'm dumb. I can get away with murder. <laughs> You've got something there. Uh, where are you and Dorothy going, Dennis? What a night. I got a rowboat reserved at Westlake Park. Hmm, a rowboat. In that case, a geranium is overdoing us. <laughs> you said it. Say, Dennis, we're just going to see a preview of my new picture, George Washington Slept Here. Would you like to come along? Well, I promised Dorothy I'd be over early. You can see her later. Now, you hop in this buggy, kid. You're going to the show with us. But, Mr. Benny... There'll be no buts about it. According to the loyalty clause in your contract, you've got to see my picture. <laughs> now hop in. Okay. Get going, Rochester. Yep, Leona. Stop frowning, Dennis. And you don't have to pout either. Well, I want to go rowing in the park with Dorothy tonight. You can go rowing tomorrow. But I already took my seasick pills. <laughs> Well, you'll be all set. There's a big rain scene in my picture. <laughs> Pull up, Rochester. There's a red light ahead. Whoa, Leona. I can't get over it. How Dorothy Lamour can go out with Dennis after she turned me down, I'll never know. Well, for one thing, Jack, Dennis is young and cute. Well, I'm cute, too. And he's not bad-looking. Well, I'm not bad-looking either. And when you dance with him, he doesn't grab a hold of your shoulder straps like they were on a streetcar. <laughs> I don't grab a hold either, only when I'm whirling. <laughs> well, get going, Rochester. There's the bell. Giddy up, Leona. Giddy up. Why isn't she moving? What's the matter with her? I'll take a look, boss. Doc, don't she's got her legs crossed again. Oh, for <laughs> Pete's sake. Well, untangle and we're blocking traffic. I can't do it alone, boss. All right, I'll get out and help you. Come on, come on, get going there. Take it easy, my horse has got her legs twisted, can't you see? Okay, Rochester, together now. One, two. There she goes again. <laughs> Leona, get up off the street. Leona, get up. Out of the way, why don't you get that nag a room? Come on, Leona, honey, we're blocking traffic. Oh, heck, get the jack again, Rochester. Here you are, boss. Thanks. There, that ought to get her up. Uh-oh. Look who's coming. Oh, fine. Well, what's going on here? Oh, uh, are you a policeman? No, no, I'm just wearing this star because I've been a good boy this week. Ha, ha, ha. Very clever. Now start talking, buddy. What's going on here? Well, now look, here's what... Well, you see, officer, my horse has a habit of laying down on the street. Laying down in the street? Yes, sir. That's lying down, lying. Okay, lying. 
Here's a ticket for blocking traffic. Okay, okay. And here's another one for using bad English. Now, wait a minute, officer. You can't give me a ticket for using bad English. It don't make sense. It doesn't make sense. All right, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's not right. Rochester, stop with that jack. Leona's feet are way up off the ground. <laughs> Put her down. I've got an idea. Let's leave her up there for the duration. <laughs> do as I tell you. Sorry, officer. We'll be on our way in a minute. Say, uh, when do I have to be in court? First thing Monday morning, right after you have your grapes nuts flakes. <laughs> That's grape nuts flakes, Smarty. Let's go, Rochester. You help me on it. Imagine. Imagine giving me a ticket for using bad English. I don't like it. You doesn't like it. <laughs> Oh, go smell your geranium. <laughs> First place, there's nothing wrong with my English. There is, too. Even Fred Allen mentioned it last week. Oh, is he speaking English now? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what does Allen know about English? He knows plenty. He used to be on a couple of newspapers. He was on a lot of newspapers. He slept on them in Central Park. <laughs> and I know. You should. <laughs> Remember the time he pulled the funnies off your chest and you got pneumonia? <laughs> I've hated him ever since. What a guy. Just the same, Mr. Benny, Fred Allen is very clever. Only as a ventriloquist. He moves his mouth while his nose does the talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, so much for dull but prominent people. <laughs> oh, Jack. Look at those cute dresses in that window there. Aren't they adorable? Oh, I wouldn't be seen. Oh, for you. Oh, yeah, they're pretty good looking. Uh, stop the buggy, Rochester. I want to get out. Okay, Miss Limston. Whoa, Leona. Leona, put your hind feet down. <laughs> there. Now, listen, Mary, you haven't time to buy any dresses now. It's almost six o'clock. Well, why do we have to get to the theater before six? Well, it... Oh, that's right. The prices change. That's not the reason. I'm not rushing to the theater because I'm worried about the prices changing. Then why have you and Rochester both got whips? They came with the buggy. <laughs> Schultz used to beat his wife with the extra one. Well, anyway, the theater's only a block away. I'll be there before you are. Well, don't be late. That's all. It's 20 to 6 already. Step on it, Rochester. Get up, Leona.
in for all seats now. Step lively, please. Hmm. Ten minutes to six, and Mary isn't here yet. Going in for all seats now. Great necking in the balcony. <laughs> You're just going to look at a dress and meet me here in front of the theater. There's a woman for you. There's a woman. Where, Mr. Benny? I'm talking about Mary. Any man who has to get someplace in a hurry and takes a woman with him ought to have his head examined. My brother went on a honeymoon in a hurry and he took a woman with him. <laughs> well, naturally. Mary doesn't get here before six. Oh, Rochester, here I am. Well, I parked the horse and buggy, boss. That's 50 cents you owe me. 50 cents? It only costs a quarter on that parking lot. I know, but Leona's stretched out across two spaces. <laughs> Laying down. Lying down again, eh? Well, get the jack, Rochester. Get the jack. Get the jack. Next time she lays down, I'm going to give her a hot hook. <laughs> Do as I tell you. Hmm. Mary isn't here yet. Eight minutes to six, and then the prices change. My watch says nine minutes to six. It does? Oh, yeah. Let me have it, kid. I may need it in case of an argument. <laughs> hmm. That's a woman for you. Had to go and look at a dress. Say, Mr. Benny, here comes Don Wilson. Oh, yes. Why has he got that muffler wrapped around his face? Hello, Don, where are you going? Uh, uh, I'm away to the desk, Jack. I got an awful toothache. A toothache? Yeah, I hope I'm all right for Sunday when I tell folks about those toasty brown sweets and that grape nuts flakes in a big 12-ounce economy-sized package. What did he say? Grape nuts flakes in the big 12-ounce economy-sized package. Say, Don, my picture's having a preview here tonight. Uh, how'd you like to come in and see it? Well, I'd love to, Jack, but this tooth is killing me. I'll see you later. Now, just a minute there, Don Wilson. If you read your contract closely, look at that clause on page 87. It says, I hereby promise to attend all previews and first showings of Jack Benny's pictures. And furthermore, promise to whistle, cheer, and applaud on cue from the party of the first part. <laughs> now, you know it's in there. Well, Jack, how can I whistle with a toothache? You can stomp your feet. Now, get up there and buy a ticket. Okay, Jack, I'll do the best I can. You better. Can I go with him, Mr. Benny? Yes, yes. And save a couple of extra seats. I want our little cheering section to be all together. See you inside. Okay. Wow, what a picture. That Benny's a scream. Not yet. <laughs> hey, get inside. That kid's got too much pep. I'll have to get him to donate another pint of blood to the Red Cross. <laughs> hmm. Five minutes to six. Well, I'm not waiting for Mary. I'm going to buy a ticket right now. Just a minute there, buddy. Get in line. But I'm Jack. Oh, he wouldn't believe me. They never do. <laughs> I'll get in line here. Hiya, Jackson. Look who I brung to see your picture. <laughs> oh, it's a baby. It's three minutes to six. Phil, hold my place in line. I got to go and get Mary. Sorry, you'll have to keep your own place, mister. Oh, all right. Will you stop pushing me, you fresh old man? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fresh. Somebody behind me is pushing. Here, Phil, I'll hold the baby. You run and get Mary. She's in the little dress shop right across the street. Okay, Jackson, but hold her tight now. Okay. And hurry. There, there. Remember me, honey? It's your Uncle Jackie. Oh, fine. Quiet, kid. Quiet. Gee, she's as nervous as I am. Oh, pardon me, madam. Will you please stop pushing me, you brute? I'm not a brute. Then what have you got that whip for? <laughs> 
I forgot to leave it in my buggy. I just want to know what time it is. I can't see my watch with this baby in my arms. It's one minute to six. One minute to six? Gosh, only 60 seconds and the, and the prices change. Hmm. What's keeping Phil? Where's Mary? She couldn't wait till tomorrow. She had to buy a dress now. How much time have we got, madam? 45 seconds. 45 seconds and the prices change. Hmm. She couldn't wait. What time is it now, madam? 30 seconds. 30 seconds to go. Hmm. The tickets cost 21 cents more after six. 21 times four. No, 21 times three. The baby's under 21. I mean under 12. <laughs> where, where, what's it now, madam? 15 seconds. 15 seconds? Thank heaven there's only one person in front of me. Hurry up, madam. Buy your ticket. How many, please? Just one. Oh, hello, Mamie. How are you? Never mind how she is. Buy your ticket. <laughs> Good. Now it's my turn. How many, sir? I'll have three seats on the... Yipe! It's six o'clock! <laughs> well, well, I was in line anyway. I'll have three seats at 44 cents, please. I'm Sorry, sir, the seats just went up to 65. I've been standing here for 15 minutes ready to buy a ticket. Now, here's my money. Hey, just a minute. You've got a Mexican quarter in there. We're United Nations. Give me those tickets. <laughs> now, come on, give, give those tickets to Oh, sir. it's you again. What are you up to now? This is my affair, officer. Get moving, buddy. Get moving. You're not scaring me. Hold this baby and I'll punch you right in the nose. Oh, you will, huh? Oh, my goodness, that's all I need. Come on, come on, get moving. I am moving. Quiet, darling. Quiet, sweetheart. Don't hold up this line. Get out of here. I am getting out. Stop crying, sweetheart, and I'll buy you some ice cream. I'll see my picture 40 or 50 times anyway. Come on, Remember the last time you went without breakfast? That awful letdown that you felt? That should have taught you a lesson, that you can't do your best work unless you feel well. And to feel well, you must be well fed. Now, to profit from that little lesson, you might resolve to do just this. See that you take on a nourishing breakfast before you take on your work. And make sure that nourishing breakfast includes delicious, malty-rich grape nuts flakes. Grape nuts flakes, you know, are a whole grain cereal. This means they bring you important vitamins of the vital food factors all of us need. Yes, Grape Nuts Flakes provide iron, niacin, and a generous supply of the essential nerve and energy vitamin B1. So remember, for a full speed ahead breakfast that really stays with you, ask your grocer for delicious, toasty brown Grape Nuts Flakes in the 12-ounce economy size package. That was the last number of the eighth program in the new Grape Nuts Flake series. And we'll be with you again next Sunday night at the same time. Say, Jack, I heard Eddie Cantor announce that you're going to be on his program this Wednesday. That's right. I've accepted an engagement there. Well, haven't you heard about that new wage ceiling? Who gets money from Cantor? <laughs> Good night, folks. <laughs>
Jack Benny program is written by Bill Morrow and Ed Beloy. Friends, if you like the multi-rich goodness of toasty brown grape nuts flakes, you'll like delicious hot grape nuts wheat meal, the new hot cereal member of the grape nuts family. Hot grape nuts wheat meal is rich with the flavor of fresh roasted wheat, chock full of health-building whole grain food values, including iron, niacin, and extra vitamin B1. And it cooks to heartwarming, thrifty perfection in three minutes flat. Try hot grape nuts wheat meal tomorrow. This program came to you from Hollywood. This is the National Broadcasting Company.